on average, people, when they buy something online, when they get that email that says, hey, your order is shipped, here's your tracking number, on average, they're clicking that up to three times before they get their shipment. It is Q4 and you're probably processing the most orders at this time of the year. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about streamlining and automating shipping and fulfillment processes. Do stay tuned. Welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kenei, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. What do sophisticated direct-to-consumer brands like Colourpop, Hawkberry, and Custom Inc. all have in common? Well, they rely on Klaviyo, the growth marketing platform that powers over 25,000 online businesses. Klaviyo is supported by a dedicated team of experts, and it is a platform that processes and consumes more data than any other in the market. Clavio helps you own customer experience and grow high-value customer relationships. Right from shopper's first impressions to each subsequent purchase, Clavio will understand every single customer interaction and empowers brands to create more personalized marketing moments. When you have a 360 view on customers, the growth possibilities are endless. Visit Clavio.com forward slash 2x to get Clavio's holiday planning guide. Remember, that is Clavio.com forward slash 2x. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast show. This is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. So if you're looking to grow metrics such as conversions, average order value, traffic, or ultimately sales, you are listening into the right show. Now on today's episode... We don't normally do this. We, we talk about marketing, marketing, marketing. But what about the last mile? You know, um, what about the act, your actual physical products getting to your customers on time, number one, and, um, you know, getting there efficiently? Okay, so let's talk about fulfillment. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to be talking a bit about more about fulfillment going forward. Um, cause it's, it's a very, very important, you know, um, aspect of e-commerce, which is overlooked and it actually does help in the retention aspects of, of e-commerce and returning customers. Because if you look at your customer reviews and if you listen to a few episodes back from, um, who did I interview again? I interviewed the CEO of, um, Bright Pearl. Yes. Um, and you know, they went through sort of, um, like, negative reviews the main source one of the major reasons for negative reviews is fulfillment 
So um, I decided to to have um, the the chaps from um, Ship Station. Okay, so I have with me Cody. He's the sales director at um, Ship Station. I'm, so some of you run you know Shopify stores will have come across Ship Station. Um, and ShipStation is kind of like a fulfillment comparison platform. And um, yeah, I, I just wanted them to, 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 to come on board to give us a feel of what is most important in logistics, especially now that we've gone through, you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And, um, you know, just fulfillment is, is absolutely critical. I have babbled a lot. <laughs> now in this intro but without further ado i'd like to welcome cody to 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 the show welcome cody hi hello thank you so much for having me brilliant okay um i probably haven't done you sufficient justice you're the director of sales at chip station um you're based out in austin texas in the u.s um could you take a minute or, or less to introduce yourself and chip station yeah you're spot on we are based here globally in austin texas we also have offices in london and sydney as well so we are the number one platform for e-commerce merchants to get their orders out the door right so we're integrating with the platforms where you sell online typically our clients are selling on shopify as you mentioned but they're also listing on other channels most of the merchants that we work with now are, are getting their orders out through multiple channels just as you've recommended to, to your listeners in the past so we're here to integrate all of those sales channels into one place really automate this part of the process, right? We know these merchants are, are in business because they're passionate about their product. They're excited about marketing. They're trying to grow their business. Let's be honest, nobody really signed up to to grow their business because they're excited about filling boxes and getting orders out the door. And so ShipStation's here to hopefully take that, that headache away. So we really easily connect with wherever they're selling online. We integrate with whatever carriers or providers they're using to get their orders out the door and automate this process. So instead of spending your day copying and pasting addresses or jumping back and forth between platforms, you log into one place, you see all of your orders that are ready to go out the door. The best thing happens automatically. So you're getting the right prices from your carriers. You're shipping things out on time. You're providing a really great customer experience. And then uh, as I'm sure we'll touch on a little bit, actually leveraging this process to, to drive repeat sales and grow your business through the fulfillment process as well. Super interesting. You mentioned that you have offices in London and Sydney. Um, so you, you pretty much are in every sort of segment of the world, if, if that makes sense. Okay, right. Now let's talk about e-commerce in, in general. Um, oh, no, first of all, how old is, is ShipStation? Um, how long have you guys been doing what you're doing? Sure. Great question. So ShipStation itself has been around since 2011. Prior to that, our two founders, Byron Weir and Jason Hodges, uh, brilliant developers. They wrote at the time what actually was the top rated uh, app for eBay power sellers to ship their orders out the door. At the time, it was called Octane. And a lot of their clients started to, to grow their channels. They were listing in other places. They started to ask for a similar tool for their Amazons, their Shopify's, uh, you know, their Magento's. Uh, light bulb went off. Uh, expanded the platform to integrate with just about anywhere that someone will want to sell online. And so ShipStation was born itself in uh, 2011. Since then, we've expanded to, to service merchants shipping out of Canada, uh, UK, and Australia as well. Interesting. So uh, you, you're multi-channel. So um, if I you know, ran an Amazon, eBay, you know, Etsy and Shopify store, would, 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 it, would I just, would ShipStation be my go-to platform? 
Absolutely. So we certainly do have merchants that may just have ShipStation connected to their Shopify site, but most of the merchants we work with and what we actually recommend is driving sales through as many channels as you can. And in that case, ShipStation becomes increasingly valuable because you can quickly connect all of those channels into one dashboard as opposed to having to manage each of those separately, log into one space that has all of your orders uh, ready to go out the door. We also even see merchants that, that may start to test the waters with new channels just because they spend a, a portion of their day in ShipStation and they can really quickly spin up additional channels and still really go about the, the same process. Okay, okay, okay. All right, um, so would ShipStation connect to like logistics, you know, um, software so, or um, is it, does it, does it connect directly to an e-commerce platform only? How, where, where does it start and where does it stop? Sure, absolutely. So as I mentioned, we'll connect really quickly to all of the selling channels. Same concept with the, the carriers as well, with the providers. So if you have an account uh, that is used to ship out your orders, you can quickly plug that into ShipStation and we'll automatically pull in any negotiated rates you may have with that provider. And you can actually use those rates and create the same labels in ShipStation, just in a much better platform where everything's in one space. Um, alternatively, if you don't have established relationships with those providers, we also do have those relationships as well. So if you're a, a new business or a growing merchant, maybe you haven't built up the volume to where you can go out and negotiate discounts with the FedExes, the UPSs of the world, you can actually leverage uh, our relationship to, to get some discounts as well. So yeah, most frequently, just as our merchants are selling in more than one place, they're also fulfilling orders with more than one provider as well. And all of that can be done in, in one login with ShipStation. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Right. Um, so e-commerce, e let, let's talk about the e-commerce landscape in, in general. Um, so a lot of our listeners, um, you know, running, you know, established e-commerce businesses um, of varying sizes. So they're not necessarily just thinking about, you know, starting e-commerce businesses. They're, they're, they're right in the thick of it. Um, how can they improve efficiencies, you know, um, today, you know, um, in 20, some might be in 2019, 2020, um, what challenges in the fulfillment side uh, are you seeing? Cause you guys work with, you know, uh, you know, with potentially hundreds of thousands of, of um, hundreds or thousands of, um, you know, um, of retailers, what's the key recurring theme you're seeing, um, on the fulfillment side? Sure. Absolutely. So let's call it what it is at this point. A lot of the consumer expectation at this point is, is driven by Amazon and the marketplace experience. And so we really encourage merchants uh, of all sizes, but especially those that you mentioned that are seeing growing volume to, to leverage the technologies, to drive the efficiencies, to make them a really large scale operation to, to kind of keep up with those consumer expectations. So oftentimes we'll see merchants that maybe started out with a, a fairly manual process where they're doing things repetitively, whether that's entering in order data or even something as simple as making a selection order by order. And then all of a sudden they get a, a 
bursts of publicity. They go on Shark Tank. They get some notoriety from, uh, you know, a celebrity or something like that. And all of a sudden, those processes that, that worked maybe at a lower volume start to break down. They're not getting orders out the door as quickly as they would like. Uh, consumer experience at that point breaks down. And what seems like kind of an afterthought in the process at that point starts to impact sales, right? Just as, mm-hmm. as you've touched on in the, the past, you know, those reviews obviously are, are going to drive a big portion of your business moving forward. And so we really encourage merchants of all sizes, but especially those who are kind of at that tipping point you mentioned to really take a look at their business, take a step back, uh, really kind of go through with a fine tooth comb on anything that they're doing repetitively, anything that relies on, let's say, uh, internalized knowledge, anything that relies on, you know, one or two or a handful of experts within their business to know what to do. At this point, really, all of that should be automated uh, through, a, through a platform such as ours to where the right thing happens automatically. Ultimately, your fulfillment process, regardless of if you have 10 orders, 10,000 orders, 100,000 orders to get out the door that day, should really look the same. It should be the same process to where you've gone in, you found the business rules that make the most sense for your operation, and they just happen automatically. So that's what we really focus on, allowing merchants to get more orders out the door in the, the same amount of time, which in turn can affect cash flow, that can affect the consumer experience, all little pieces of the puzzle that ultimately add up. To, to whether or not you can drive repeat sales. I like I like the point you made in regards to you know automation you know automation scales. Okay, so um, you talked about business rules. Um, I'd like to touch you know upon that. Um, so best practices essentially. Um, do, do you mind um, you know breaking that um, down um, so 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 use so listeners can you know kind of um, you know get to to grasp with that. Of course. So start with a basic example. Maybe a merchant decides to offer free shipping and then maybe they offer expedited shipping for a premium, right? In the past, we've seen merchants make it an order that has had free shipping offered. At that point, they're spending time comparing their options amongst providers, trying to decide what's the the best option for me here to keep my shipping costs down, but to also get it there in a reasonable amount of time. So at that point, you know, what seems like a really simple process, get order, start to ship it out. All of those little touch points, you've added time to the process, which obviously turns into labor costs, which also obviously turns into degrading customer experience. So for a basic example there, we may see a merchant that says, all of my orders that have come from Shopify, where we offered free shipping that are in this specific weight range going to this specific destination, I know that I can automatically get them there at the lowest cost possible that still meets customer expectations by using this provider and this specific service. So all of that seems really complicated, but with a a pretty quick business rule built into a platform like ours, you can take all of that guesswork out regardless of if you have, say, seasonal workers coming in, regardless of if you get, uh, you know, double the orders you were expecting on Cyber Monday, all of that really works the exact same way. So again, kind of coming back to foolproofing your business, because if you start to think about it, even if you just ship one out of 10 orders with a service that might be slightly more expensive than it could have been, uh, you know, that each one of those really adds up. And so it starts to compound, especially at this time of year. All of that is is essentially margin that's left yeah. on the table. So that, that's yeah. a basic example, but we see merchants who make it really in-depth with it. Maybe they even start to send specific targeted tracking messaging to their high value orders. So they build in a, a rule that says if a customer placed an order over $1,000 uh, $1, or, or over, um, you know, 
2,500 pounds, whatever the case may be, let's go ahead and automatically send them a special thank you email, upgrade their shipping to expedited and give them a 10% discount code for, for the next purchase. Um, as I'm sure we'll touch on here in a moment, that, that tracking email, we've run data on it. And it's actually one of the most engaging portions of the e-commerce process because everyone is like me and they click that tracking number over and over wanting to know where their stuff is along the way. Yeah, so so I can see where, where you're coming from um, in, in regards to the automation, especially if you start out, even if you're a small operation, um, you start out with those rules. You, you gave the example of free shipping versus um, expedited shipping for, for premium you know, orders and um, having all of those rules in the background run and also automatically select, you know, the, the appropriate provider for, you know, for each scenario, um, having that from the get go. And then, you know, if your volume is to go up, it still executes you regarding it as a machine. It's, you know, um, the, the rules at the end of the day you've set up. So, so that makes like maximum sense. Okay. Let's talk about 3PL logistics, you know, and how, um, what, what are your thoughts on 3PL? Sure. So we work with a lot of 3PL partners as well. We definitely see an increasing amount of merchants who are allocating at least a portion of their order volume to 3PLs. And so it's definitely a viable option for merchants. I hesitate to make a a blanket statement that everyone should go that route, but I do see a lot of merchants having success, especially with a platform in place that can manage multiple fulfillment. Uh, origins. So what I have seen much more frequently over the the last two years, especially, will be clients that I work with that, again, will build in business logic uh, to their account that specifies that if this is an order that is in, let's say, the the states most near my fulfillment center that I can fulfill myself very quickly for a low cost, let's go ahead and automatically delegate those to my warehouse. But Say I'm working with a provider in Chicago, for example, I know that all of my orders that are most near to them, they can get there more quickly at a lower cost with an improved customer experience. And so let's go ahead and automatically trigger an alert uh, to, to send that off and to have that fulfilled by my 3PL provider. And so I see a lot of merchants getting really creative and having a lot of success by not just having all of their orders dependent on one specific physical location. Uh, Even if you maybe are just a single location operation, the 3PLs uh, that we're working with really give, uh, you know, even the the SMBs a great advantage being able to to provide that. And of course, you know, for the merchants that are hitting that volume, uh, of course, it allows them to, to scale without necessarily having to take on the overhead of increasing their own real estate or, or increasing their own manpower there, you know, in their business. And so on that front, we see, you know, a lot of merchants that we work with that have had a ton of success with our 3PL partners by allowing them to, to scale without necessarily taking on that that heavy upfront investment. That makes sense. Who are your top five 3PL partners? Sure. Right now, so we work with a lot of different ones, um, but we, of course, do integrate with providers like Shipwire, FBA. We have a lot of merchants that may set up ShipStation just to be able to automatically fulfill those orders. You could actually set up an account to be hands-off at that point. We're among the first that could take orders from a platform like, say, Shopify and route those to to FBA, something a lot of merchants that I work with are are unaware of that's not just their Amazon there. Um, you know, some of the top partners that we work with that have been really popular lately, um, ShipBob, I was recently visiting with them in Chicago. They do great work. Uh, Warehouse Pro, IFS 360, ShipCom, 
uh, Noram, Celery, ShipZoom, the, the list goes on and on, but uh, we see a lot of... They all have like first-party integration with, with ShipStation. Right. So at that point, you can delegate the orders that these providers are responsible for. And then, of course, you could still have your own uh, your own subset that, that you fulfill yourself. So um, aside from just the, the fulfillment portion, we see a lot of merchants having a ton of success by using our platform as a, a true you know order management optimization platform as well. Awesome. Makes a lot of sense. You know, um, it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, prior to Shopify, you know, how if you wanted to run an e-commerce store, you really needed a developer, you know, in-house, at least a lead developer in-house to, to manage some, you know, some team of developers or an agency. And then Shopify comes in the shop's space and, you know, all of a sudden um, you don't need a developer. You can be, you can focus on your marketing, on, you know, your product development as a business and um, with very little, you know, concern about page load times and, you know, many, many technical things such as checkout and all that kind of stuff. Um, it kind of reminds me of that now in the um, fulfillment side of things where you have, you know, automation and, you know, bots, rules, sorry, um, you know, figuring out how to, um, you know, ship items on an order to order basis based on the rules you set. So it's, yes, uh, it's, it's spot on. Yeah. Spot on. That's a, a great analogy. Marketing. Yeah, you focus on the marketing. You focus on the core, on what actually makes you money. Okay. Especially if you have a 3PL um, and, you know, many, many, you know, um, businesses that scale, eventually scale out of a 3PL, you know, um, but it's a, a good, good, be- good beginnings with 3PLs. Okay. The other question I wanted to ask was um, right now with fulfillment, um, what extra perks are you seeing best in class, you know, um, customers of yours, you know, do to, to give that extra touch, you know, um, with, with deliveries, you know, what, what, what are they doing? Are they, you know, things like, you know, handwritten notes and stuff like that. Um, what, what would you recommend from, from your perspective, um, given the fact that you're involved in fulfillment? Absolutely. So this is something we're definitely passionate about because oftentimes I see merchants, even established businesses that have been very successful and grown a lot of volume, they actually may leave some money on the table by neglecting this portion of, of the process. So we actually ran some data. We commissioned a, a study here and we actually found that on average people, when they buy something online, when they get that email that says, hey, your order is shipped, here's your tracking number. On average, they're clicking that up to three times before they get their shipment, and which seems logical. But what a lot of merchants don't realize, that makes this part of the process really, really prime for customer engagement, leveraging this part of the process to drive repeat sales. So think about the last time you bought something online. It's probably a good chance that you got that email, you click that tracking link, and then at that point, you're most likely taken over to another website, a provider site that's telling you, um, you know, who shipped your order, where it is along the way, which is, is fine. It still gives the consumer that information, lets them know where their order is. But for you as a brand, as a business that really didn't do too much at that point, right? I mean, they're, they're happy that their shipment is along the way, but really at that point, what I, you just gave eyeballs to Royal Mail or to FedEx or, or UPS or the, the post office, right? Which is, is fine, but we find that that's a really big lost opportunity. And it 
without a whole lot of work, you can actually turn that part of the process into a guaranteed way to drive traffic back to your site. So uh, really low-hanging fruit there would be implementing what we have is called branded tracking. So uh, with as little work as uploading a logo and turning on a setting at that point, as opposed to it directing over to a provider site, the, the ups.com, the fedex.com, it'll actually direct them back to your ecosystem. So you could have a landing page that's consistent with your branding, still gives them all of the same updates, shows where their shipment is along the way. So it still instills that confidence. But then it also links to your social media, it directs traffic back to your website, tells them exactly what's in that order. And so at that portion of the process, uh, you know, even though it's expected to get that tracking information, we see a lot of merchants are, are leaving that traffic on the table when they really, they've put in all of this work to, to get people to their site, to drive sales through their channels, then the, the portion of the process where you're actually guaranteed statistically to have the, the most eyeballs, they're maybe not doing all they could on that part. So uh, I would say that's step one, really examine your, your post-purchase, not just your fulfillment time and, and how quickly you can get orders out, but really keeping that part of the process consistent with your brand that you've worked so hard to, to develop. Because really at that point, it, it may be the, the most prime opportunity to drive repeat sales by providing a good experience and just making it very easy for the consumer to, to come back to see you again. Absolutely. Just controlling that customer experience, really. Um, and I can imagine another use case could be um, to, to drop a related product, you know, um, you know, module, you know, just down, just beneath um, the, the tracking. Um, so it, be, who knows what. Exactly, exactly. And we, we, see, we see merchants uh, leveraging the technology now to, to get really targeted, as you mentioned. So they may set up a rule that says, if my customer bought, something from this list of SKUs, uh, you know, I know that in turn, they're very likely to be repeat purchasers of, you know, this related subset of products. And so at that point, let's actually have an automated email fire off that still contains their tracking number, but also includes information on specific things that, that we know these uh, consumers are, are likely to, to want. And so you can really get creative uh, around that and drive that into a portion of the process where you know the consumer is going to be engaged. How does the tracking number thing work? Um, so um, say I, I'm, you know, I say, say ship station selects Royal Mail as um, the preferred, you know, um, fulfillment, you know, um, you know, company to, 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 to ship, you know, an item. Does Royal Mail pass on that um, ship, that, that tracking number to, to ship station and then the ship station um, pass it on to, to say my Shopify site? What, Spot on. Correct. Correct. So that's the, the tail end of our integration with Shopify and the, the other selling channels that we integrate with. So at a really low level, as opposed to you having to keep up with those tracking numbers, jump back and forth and make sure the orders are updated on the tail end, that'll happen for you automatically. So, you know, there's, there's no risk of, um, you know, orders being out of date or, uh, you know, in a marketplace scenario, your seller rating being tanked because of mistakes made on that end. So uh, again, you know, kind of the, the first benefit there is that part of the process is going to be taken off of your plate and is going to be foolproof there. Now, at that point, we typically see the communication handled one of two ways. Some of our merchants have put work in and, and have 
really elaborate uh, configurations through the their Shopify or their selling channels, and they may want that to communicate the tracking number back to the consumer. If that's the case, perfect. Our tracking will send back to the the channel, and that in turn kicks off their processes. So it's turn it's turnkey if they've already put that work in. So would would you do you integrate with platforms such as Clavio for email? Um, so if we preferred to. Um, send email notifications through, um, you know, um, third-party ESPs. Um, would you be able to? Do, do you talk to to, to what, besides Shopify? Do you talk to other, you know, um, apps in, in the Shopify ecosystem? Correct. Yes. So we can get really creative on how the data flows in that perspective. I see some merchants who will have us integrated directly into their customer communication tools. They'll feed customer data, tracking number order specifics, all of that directly there. Um, Others may have us talking to the Shopify's of the world, which in turn speaks to, to their apps as well. So we can get really customized as to how the merchant prefers to have this data flow. But uh, yes, we, we have had the advantage of, of becoming number one in our space because we do integrate with more platforms than anyone else that does what we do. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, then what about, you know, other, um, other aspects in, in packaging? Um, what, what's your, in, in shipping, like packaging, what's your take on, you know, on, on packaging and um, just that um, user experience, you know, the customer experience um, when digital transcends to physical, you know, um, what, what are your tips there? What, what are you seeing, you know, firsthand um, in terms of, you know, people seeing success with, you know, um, tangible um, attention to detail? Sure. Packaging. Yeah, absolutely. So we know it's a business by business decision as far as what funds you have available to spend on packaging and things along those lines. But if you think about it this way, uh, you know, if you provide that really great experience where your customers unboxing this product, they're really excited about at that point, you know, think about it. If it's really great, you've got this packaging, you've got this product that your customer is excited about. It's not uncommon for us to see merchants growing their business by that end consumer filming that, putting that on Instagram, Snapchatting it to their friends. And at that point, that's essentially the best customer testimonial you could receive. So uh, I know it's not uncommon for for my friends. They get a new pair of of trainers that they're really excited about. You know, they they send it to the the group text, right? At that point, you've just got free advertising off of that order by putting a little bit of extra work in. So there are a ton of providers now that that can give you even branded boxes. So it can be a a really significant experience for the consumer when they're unboxing there. of course, you know, maybe that uh, depends on your price points or, or your volume. Um, so, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's super expensive there, but even something as as simple as uh, a personalized note in the box or even a, a packing slip that can be generated automatically that includes your branding and doesn't make it just seem like it's, uh, you know, part of this really large, faceless, nameless business. Those simple touch points really start to add up. Uh, you know, you can even automate it down to where a specific uh, SKUs generate specific thank you messages on an automated document. So, you know, 
there's definitely a spectrum going from, you know, handwritten notes to, to boxes that have your brand on the outside to, to making it really personalized. But even if, if that's not necessarily in your budget, there are really, really quick ways of making this a consistent process all the way down to, to them opening the box. The key thing is that you want it to be shareable. You want it to be something that they're excited about. And, uh, you know, ultimately that's, that's going to start with, uh, you know, how quickly you've got it there, how clear your communication has been. That's going to largely shape how they feel about the process. But assuming you've ticked those boxes, they open that uh, package. You know, we really encourage merchants to, to give them something to, to remember at that point to drive repeat sales. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Final question um, is how do you use fulfillment as um, a leverage for retention? Great question. Great question. So again, it kind of starts with the, the top of the process, right? A lot of the stuff that the consumer may not see, the, the platforms you have in place, your warehouse, all of that ultimately adds up to this customer experience, right? So you know, if you're able to get 10 more orders out the door that day, that's 10 more customers who are going to get their shipment one day earlier. They're going to have that much better of an impression of your business. They're going to be that much more likely to, to do business with you. So we really start with that part of the process, driving efficiencies and being able to speed up the process so that your turnaround is that much quicker. Also having multiple options available in one place. One, by having the, the channels, as I know you advocate for, allows you to, to kind of diversify and not necessarily be dependent on one specific platform or, or, you know, the algorithm of the day. So it allows you to experiment and see if you can drive new sales through new channels that may be up and coming without necessarily having to, to add hours to your day. Uh, same thing with the providers, right? If you have more than one provider that can get that order out the door, you know, that may help you find a, a lower cost point that you can then turn around and pass on to your your customer. So all of that drives uh, the experience. Uh, the quicker you can get something to someone, the, the clearer communication can be, the better their unboxing experiences. All of that turns into to repeat buys as well. And so we see that across the board. We see merchants who are just getting started that, that really leverage this technology to, to make their business appear much more professional than it may be, much larger operation than it actually is. And then the other end of the spectrum, you know, we see brand names, you know, Magnolia Market, Groomsman Suit, who have ShipStation integrated to their actual NetSuite ERPs and are still leveraging our technology to, to make sure their operation stays especially efficient. And by really honing in on the, the consumer experience, regardless of what size of business they are. So if it's a, a small growing business, they may have this technology in place to make them seem like a, a much larger operation, right? We're essentially democratizing e-commerce so that every business of all sizes can essentially have the large scale efficiencies of the, the marketplaces that they're ultimately competing against, right? Because that consumer having a, a more consistently branded, a more personalized experience with you as an individual brand, individual retailer, makes it much more likely that they're going to come back to you for that next purchase as well. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you know, we have name brands such as Magnolia, Chip and Joanna Gaines, who may have ShipStation integrated with their ERP. They have it connected directly to, to NetSuite to really leverage the, the large scale volume capabilities of platforms that are there 
now. So again, really every little little touch adds up. You know, if you can get 10 or, or 20 or 100 more orders out the door that day, that's 10 or 20 or 100 more customers that have a, a really great recollection of you in their memory and, and make them much more likely to refer you to their friends to come back to drive that, that next sale. So as opposed to it just being a, a chore or a part of your day, we see the most successful merchants really being forward thinking on this part of the process, using it to to drive consumers back to their channels when they they know that they're most engaged. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's brilliant, it's brilliant, brilliant personalization and you know that scale, right? Um, so for um users who want to find out more um about ShipStation and you know yourself, um, what's the best way to follow um you know what you, what you guys are doing? Absolutely. So at shipstation.com, we actually make it very easy for merchants to get started with this process. You can't miss it. There's a link to try it free. It'll just take an email address that'll spin you up with an account that has all of the capabilities that we've discussed here today. So uh, from something as simple as comparing rates amongst providers, all the way to the really advanced technologies of driving repeat sales through the the branded customer experience at delivery. We can help you set that up really quickly. And we do have staff on the ground here in Austin, as well as in London, Australia. So regardless of where you may be selling or operating off of, I've got someone there local that that can work through the business with you, explain best best practices, implement all of this very quickly. And uh, again, I kind of nerd out on this stuff as well. Uh, probably my favorite part of the, the business is having a, a front row seat to, to tens of thousands of entrepreneurs and helping them grow their businesses as well. So be happy to talk through any of this personally. You can find me at Cody at shipstation.com. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much um, for, 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 for coming on the show, Cody. Um, really appreciate all your insights and fulfillment and um, even a retention. So um, yeah, cheers. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2X e-commerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.